Welcome to Cover the Weekend, a sports betting podcast powered by Parlay Media. Hey all, welcome back. Tommy Lorenzo here for another edition of Cover the Weekend. This is the college football week zero edition of the Cover the Weekend podcast. So pretty excited, as I know many of you are as well, regarding uh, college football coming back. Uh, It is week zero, uh, half a dozen games or so on Saturday. Should be a fun day to uh, kick off uh, the college football season. We'll obviously talk about week zero on the podcast this week. Also, a baseball future I want to share Uh, That's worth throwing a few dollars on, uh, in my opinion, while the price is still right, even though the number is dropping on this team. I'll talk to you about that a little bit. Uh, Another play to pair uh, with a parlay if you're betting a season win total that has juice attached. I'll talk about that, and I feel pretty confident uh, about um, that uh, particular parlay pair, I guess you could call it. The return of the Vegas tip on our first episode a few weeks ago talked about a Vegas tip. Have another one for this week, especially for those of you who like hanging out at the sports book. And of course, we're going to cover the weekend with a look uh, ahead at uh, some baseball game, a baseball game I like on Friday, and a few week zero college football plays. So before we get started, I want to congratulate uh, Pacman85. That's the uh, tagline on uh, his Twitter account. Gentleman from Denver, Colorado. He was the first one to answer on Twitter when I asked the question who my favorite player uh, was. On last week's podcast, I talked about the Giants briefly and who my favorite player was, Lawrence Taylor. I tweeted out asking my friends on Twitter um, that same question, who my favorite uh, player was in the NFL. And uh, Pac-Man85 was the first one to reply, Lawrence Taylor. So for his efforts... He received a $30 uh, Super Bowl future that I will be putting in the mail shortly, recording this on Thursday evening. Uh, It'll be in the mail um, 30 to get 300 back on that bet. So not too bad of a uh, payoff if the Bills uh, get there this season. So congrats to him and thanks for listening. And of course, thanks to all of you for listening. And for those of you that are listening, uh, that five-star rating is pretty important. If you you could uh, take a second just to do that. I would greatly appreciate that uh, high rating on um, on the podcast. So uh, before I get into the weekend's plays and talking about Week Zero and all that other good stuff, uh, on Twitter lately, the poo-pooing of Week Zero in college football, um, I, come on, man. You know, it's football. It's finally back. I see tweets. What a terrible schedule. Who wants to watch games like these? Um For a sports better, every game's a puzzle to figure out. So whether it's LSU versus Florida State or Florida International versus Louisiana Tech, which I do have a play on this week, by the way, um, you know, some of those puzzles may not be worth working on. I get it. uh, Or figuring out. But, you know, football's back, and although Week Zero doesn't have those, you know, sexy matchups, there's still some good betting opportunities, in my opinion. And two of the more storied franchises, franchises, programs, well, college football, I guess you could call them franchises now the way college football is going. Uh, USC and Notre Dame both play that day. So, you know, uh, Saturday is going to be fun to watch, uh, you know, some of the Blue Bloods uh, go out there in, in what appears to be mismatches. But nonetheless, they'll be on the field. I hope I can watch SC. I'll be at a sportsbook uh, on Saturday. I hope I can watch him. Most uh, sportsbooks have DirecTV, and 
USC San Jose State's going to be on the Pac-12 network, which I don't believe DirecTV, they still don't cover it, which is uh, uh, unfortunate. I may have to watch that thing on my phone. But, um, well, I guess, you know, the reason the Pac-12, one of the reasons the Pac-12 is in the situation it is now, you can't even get a TV contract to show, you know, the potential Heisman, double Heisman Trophy winner play on Saturday night if you don't have certain uh, certain cable or, or, you know, streaming services. Anyway, um, so that's what's going on. Come on, guys. Week zero is here. Let's have some fun with it. But before we go into the week zero plays, I want to talk a little baseball. The American League right now is wide open, and it has been wide open. There's, you know, you got the Astros, you got the Rangers, you got the Orioles doing things out in the American League East. Very impressive that young team is. They're the contenders. Um, you got some other guys on the periphery there. The Rays um, aren't looking very good right now, but they still may make the playoffs. Um, you've got the Blue Jays that I still think will make a run to the playoffs. I don't know if they'll get to that division. It's getting a little out of reach now, but the Blue Jays schedule gets really easy here at the start of September. But the team I think that should be focused on if you're a sports better looking for some value is the Seattle Mariners in the American League. Right now, the sharp books, uh, those like uh, the Superbook and Circa, they have the Mariners to win the American League posted at 5-1 to one or 5.5-1. to one. Uh, I don't. I don't like that number. I, I think the Mariners are legit contenders for the American League, not for the World Series, but for the American League. But you do have other sports books that have pretty nice numbers up. DraftKings seven to one, Caesars eight to one on the Mariners to uh, win the AL, uh, the pennant. I see the Mariners being a lot like the 2022 Phillies, how they were last season, and how they made a run with pitching and, and some good hitting coming around. I think the Mariners are very similar to that. The Mariners have three excellent starters, Luis Castillo, Gilbert, and Kirby. They're as good as any other top three starters in the American League. Uh, They're hitters uh, over the last month, top three in batting average, top five in ISO, which is basically a power metric, so they're hitting for power. What's good to see when a team's hitting for average and power is the fact that they're top six in walk rate as well. So they're not up there just, you know, swinging away they're actually being very selective and making pitchers work so this approach really has changed them along with their strong pitching and bullpen and i think that at eight to one if you can find it putting a few books on the seattle mariners to win the american league you can find a a lot less value out there i think that's still a good number for them five not so much 500 plus 500 plus 550 but if you have that 8 to 1 plus 800 even plus 700 out there i think it's worth putting a few bucks on the mariners to see if they can make a run um, in the american league for that american league championship i think they can do it okay so i've discussed some of these college football season win totals and how sports books have juiced them especially as you get close to the beginning of the season as uh, sports books take money they usually adjust the juice on these so talked about a couple of podcasts ago about pairing Another play into a parlay with that. In Vegas, of course, Circa Sportsbooks is the only one that allows it. Your sportsbook nationwide may vary if they allow these cross-sport parlays. In this instance, we're doing NCAA football future and an NFL future. I'll give you an example. Um, Let's say Minnesota. I'm making a small play on Minnesota to go under their total, which is at 7 right now. That number is juiced to minus 125, so i got to bet $125 to win 100 But a bet I like to parlay to that, which twists the juice or changes the juice for me, 
is on the Cleveland Browns to not win the division. Their division right now with the Ravens, Steelers, Bengals is tough. And the Browns are minus 435 on the no uh, to win that division. Uh, I, I don't even know if the Browns have the second or maybe even third best quarterback in that division. You know, you got the Bengals, the Ravens. I don't see the Browns finishing above either of those two teams. And I think the Steelers will be good. Maybe the Browns make the playoffs. Maybe Deshaun Watson uh, bounces back. I don't see it. Um, the preseason's not showing much, but we'll see what happens in the regular season. So, for example, if you have Minnesota at 7 and you're taking the under at minus 125, and you parlay it to the Browns to not win the division, their division, at minus 435, that bet all of a sudden is now a plus 121 bet. So the minus 125 becomes plus 121. So instead of laying 125 to win 100, now I'm laying 100 to win $121. So um, that's uh, an approach you can take. I think the Browns at minus 435 on the no to win their division is a play that you can hook up with one of your season win totals to get that juice at a little better number than, you know, a minus 120, 130, even minus 140s are out there. So Browns minus 435 uh, on that parlay with your season win totals to reduce the juice. All right, now it's time to cover the weekend with some plays, some picks. Uh, taking a look at week zero of college football, of course. That's going to be a lot of fun, as I mentioned. But before we get to that, a Friday play in Major League Baseball, Friday, August 25th. Uh, Diamondbacks, I think, look very good in their matchup at home versus the Reds. Reds hitters are starting to cool off in the power department uh, over the last few weeks. And they catch uh, Diamondbacks righty Brandon Fatt, uh, P-F-A-A-D-T is how you spell that, who despite his 6.13 ERA is actually pitching very well lately. Uh, his command numbers are improving. And there's a reason Vegas has a pitcher who's 0-6 with a 6.13 ERA um, as a big favorite in this matchup. The overnight lines show the D-backs at around minus 160. Huge number for an 0-6 pitcher with an ERA over 6. But nonetheless, that's what it is. But Vegas knows. And uh, the Reds are starting. Brett Kennedy, he doesn't strike out a lot of people. He'll be limited innings-wise. And this really becomes a bullpen game for the Reds. And the Reds' bullpen is average at best. And they have a below-average whip, which is not good because if guys get on base, the D-backs like to run. And the D-backs' offense will, will do well, I think, on Friday. It, well enough that I'm going to take the run line on this. Diamondbacks minus 1.5, 1 1.5. And the overnight lines on this is showing that at right around plus 125. I think that's a good play here on the Diamondbacks. So Friday night, Reds at Diamondbacks. Take the Diamondbacks on the red line, minus 1.5. And that's at plus 125. If for some reason the regular money line comes down on this game to minus 150 or below, I don't think it will. But if it does, I think that's an excellent bet. I think uh, the Diamondbacks will take care of business. And Brandon Fatt, their right-handed, uh, their young uh, righty, will have a very good game against the Cincinnati Reds. That's Friday night. D-backs over the Reds. Now, finally, we get to talk some college football, specifically Week Zero. few games I'll talk about, and I'll run through them quickly. Uh, first one, which is the first game of the day, Notre Dame is taking on Navy from Dublin, Ireland, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. 
The game is going to be televised on NBC. There's two things about Navy that give me pause and why I think Notre Dame should take care of business and then some uh, on, uh, on Saturday morning here on the West Coast. Navy, they like to stack the line. Their, their defense is what it is, very athletic, not big up front. These guys in the military have to keep certain weight so you don't get those big bodies, but you get the athleticism and the quickness. And they like to force you to throw. They like to stack their line a little bit and force you to throw. They're very good at stopping the run, and they applied that strategy last year when they played Notre Dame to, to slow Notre Dame down, especially in that second half. Um, they basically dared them to throw. Uh, the problem is that if you do that this year, being Navy, you have a quarterback in Sam Hartman that will absolutely punish you. If you're going to stack the line and let him throw, um, you're asking for trouble. So from the standpoint of the uh, Navy defense, I, I don't see them doing much against Notre Dame. Um, whatever strategy or whatever tactics they, they apply, I think that Notre Dame will be ready, especially an improved Notre Dame offense. Now, speaking of the Notre Dame offense, a lot of people are talking about Tommy Reese, their offensive coordinator, um, him leaving to Alabama really affecting this offense. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. Huge upgrade at the quarterback position. And, and really, I think the focus here in terms of who's going to be hurting offensively is Navy. Uh, Navy brought over um, the offensive coordinator from Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State was not a good offensive team. If you go back and look at their, their offensive numbers the last couple of years, the offensive corner used to coach with Navy's head coach, so that's why they brought him on board. But Navy's learning a new offense as well from an offensive coordinator that really is not proven at the, the D1 level. You know, Navy and that offensive coordinator specifically is not going to see Austin Pay or North Alabama in front of them um, on Saturday. It's Notre Dame and a Heisman-level quarterback in Sam Hartman. So I just think Notre Dame is going to be too much here. The line is 20 and a half. And I think that uh, Notre Dame should cover this. I don't think they're going to blow the doors off of Navy necessarily, but I think Notre Dame will get the job done. They'll be ready. And although they won't pull out all the rabbits uh, from the hat, so to speak, because they're not going to give away a lot of their um, you know offensive game plan for future opponents, I think they're going to do enough against Navy to get the job done here. So I like Notre Dame minus 20 and a half um, at Dublin, Ireland on Saturday. Next game on Saturday is at 4 o'clock Pacific. San Diego State is hosting the Bobcats of Ohio. This game is going to be on Fox Sports 1, which is nice. Uh, afternoon game, 4 p.m. Pacific. Ohio returns nine starters to what figures to be one of the stronger offensive units in the MAC this season. They will be good offensively. Uh, quarterback Curtis Rourke has been named the starter. The line moved a little bit when that happened. Um, he still might not be at full speed. He's returning from an ACL injury, and he's going to face a pretty decent defense here. Uh, I trust San Diego State's defense, and head, head coach Brady Hoke prides himself on his squads being strong on that side of the ball, and I think it's a lot easier to get up to speed defensively early in the season than it is on offense where you need more timing and actually in-game reps to, to get things moving offensively. So I think that's why San Diego State has a little bit of an advantage here. Uh, the Aztecs defense was second in the Mountain West against the run in 2022, second only to Air Force. So I, I think San Diego State returns a good defense. I think they'll be effective here and um, will we'll hold Ohio in check for the most part. Uh, Ohio's on a 10-game losing streak on the road when they're playing outside of the MAC in non-conference games. 
they simply haven't fared well uh, away from Ohio in the early part of their schedule over the last several years. That shows me that they're really using the non-conference schedule to, I don't know if you know they're, they're throwing everything, the whole book at their opponent, but I think they ramp up, and that's what it's shown the last few years. And then when they get into MAC play, obviously Ohio's been pretty good. So in this non-conference uh, game here, uh, I really like San Diego State. Um, there's some betting steam on Ohio. Once, like I mentioned, once a Bob had, Bobcat head coach Tim Albin confirmed that Rourke would start, there was some movement to Ohio. Uh, might not be enough for me to test the point spread here at two and a half. The money line can be found as low as minus 125. Most places have it at minus 130, minus 135. Here's another thing I'd like to tell you too, college football-wise and also in the NFL. In baseball, it really isn't, or, you know, at least psychologically, it's not a problem to lay minus 135, minus 140 if you have a strong opinion on a side. That should also be the case in football. I know the point spread is is king in football, and um, depending on what side of the coin you're on, whether you're taking points or giving points. But the money line, especially if you have a team that's uh, favored, and you can catch that money line at a decent price. I would not hesitate to do it. It's what I'll probably do here with San Diego State. I'm keeping an eye on the line. I don't think the point spread will move much. I'm hoping the money line will shift a little. Again, the cheapest I've seen it, or the best price, is minus 125 at Circa. Other spots at minus 130, minus 135, which I still think is a good play. So going with San Diego State here, minus 125 on the money line. Also, if you want to sprinkle a little bit, on the under in this game, I don't think that's a bad bet either. Um, so um, under here is, um, excuse me, 49 is what we have. That might might go up a little bit. We'll see. But I, I think the under here is also something to sprinkle a few bucks on. Uh, Saturday, San Diego State, Ohio. I like San Diego State money line. Finally now in week zero of college football, going to Conference USA it's the Degenerate Special, Saturday night. Louisiana Tech is hosting Florida International at 6 p.m. Pacific. This game will be on CBS Sports Network, which is, which is nice. It'll be televised. Again, how we get Louisiana Tech and Florida International available to most homes and USC not is pretty ridiculous. But again, Pac-12 is what it is or was what it was. Uh, anyway, finally, week zero, we're going to this degenerate special, 6 p.m. start. The line here, in my opinion, is getting too high. Uh, Louisiana Tech is now favored by 11.5. 58.5 is the total here. This Louisiana Tech team has some new pieces on offense, including Boise State transfer Hank Bachmeyer. Seems like he's been playing forever, but he's at Louisiana Tech now, and they're going to roll with him uh, here in their Conference USA uh, season. FIU has a good quarterback, but before I talk about him, their head coach brought San Jose State out of the abyss when they had a dismal record. He brought them up to a winning program, did the same at Colorado. He's trying to do the same here at Florida International, and you know he benefits from having what I think is a very good quarterback and a very underrated quarterback, junior Grayson James, 6'3", 235. He can really throw the ball. He, he's been maturing. He's thrown interceptions. Um, he's been prone to throw interceptions, but I think he's getting better. He has all the physical tools. Um, he lit up Louisiana Tech uh, last year uh, when FIU beat them in overtime, and there's no reason why um, he can't do that again 
um, here uh, in their matchup Saturday night. So I think this game's a lot closer. It's a conference game, a lot closer than that 11.5 line. And I like Florida International here as an underdog. And I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that money line as well. That's how much I like Florida International's quarterback, and I think he can keep them in this game. And they may be able to pull the upset at double-digit odds, but I will take them at plus 11.5. That's Florida International Saturday Night Conference USA. Now very quickly for a Vegas tip. If you like to hang out at Vegas Sportsbooks when you visit town, like I do, the drink tickets are always great to get. Sometimes by the end of the evening, you still have a, a stack of drink tickets or maybe a few left. Don't throw them away. They are stamped, and they're usually only good for that day. But if you come back the next day and hit up a sportsbook manager behind the counter, be polite and just say, hey, you know what? There's a few tickets from my bets yesterday. Wasn't able to use them. Would you mind if I exchange them for some valid ones for today? 99% of the time, they're either going to give you, you know, the exact same amount you give them, or maybe if you have four or five tickets, they'll give you back two or three. Either way, um, you still don't... Um, you know, you don't put those uh, free drink tickets to waste. You can use them for the following day. So don't get rid of those free drink tickets. Another thing, too, if you're leaving town, you're not going to be there the next day. You have those tickets. I like doing uh, this uh, for people. I just give them away, and most people appreciate someone giving them free drinks. So a little sportsbook tip there in terms of free drink tickets. Well, that'll do it for Cover the Weekend this week. Please rate the podcast if you would. Five stars would be fantastic. I would uh, be very grateful for that. I hope all your bets are winning ones this weekend and always. And thank you for again for uh, listening to the podcast. And may all your bets be winning ones. Enjoy college football, everybody.